Greetings from Longtime No See, the podcast. Every week, we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on? A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my God, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you read Stephen King? Good news. There's a club for you. The Losers Club. Every Friday, us losers journey through the never-ending wastelands of King's Dominion. We sink our teeth into each of King's novels, dive deep into the lore, and review every adaptation. Even better, we're always having guests over. Thomas Jane, Will Wheaton, Mary Lambert, Mick Garris. The list goes on. So what are you waiting for? Join us as we read on through long days and pleasant nights. It's easy to hear your favorite artist on WFPK from wherever you are. Listen on your smart speaker, live stream from our website at WFPK.org from Louisville Public Media. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with... Presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. I always like to say hi to the subscribers and thank you all for checking out the show every week. Thank you for the comments on all the various platforms that you can listen on. Uh, and hopefully, if you haven't already, give the series a rating. That's a, that's a huge help for a series like this. Um, and if you're not a subscriber, this is also where I say hi to you and, uh, and ask you to hit that subscribe button. If you're, uh, if you're into hearing artists talk about the work, how it happened, where it came from, this is a series for you. Just grab your favorite listening device, head to wherever you grab your podcast from, and, uh, and type in Kyle Meredith with. Hit that subscribe button. Keep up with us. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today, my guest, Alex Gaskarth. We're going to be talking about his other band, not All Time Low, but the band he has now with Mark Hoppus of Blink-182 called Simple Creatures. They debuted at the beginning of this year with an EP called Strange Love. They are already back with a brand new EP called Everything Opposite. And we're going to be talking about both of those, the entire project, a project that has a very different sound from either All Time Low or Blink-182, which, as Alex will tell you, has been really refreshing. We're going to talk about the, uh, the writing process how it differs from what they're usually used to, and brushing all of their history aside. I mean, it is a clean slate sound-wise for these guys. And there are still guitars, but yes, there are electronics as well, so the music still has a, a, a bit of a party vibe, but it goes into some goth territory, which isn't by coincidence anyway. Uh, Alex is going to tell about uh, kind of their touchstones for a project like this, referencing The Cure, referencing Nine Inch Nails. I'll also reference the Chemical Brothers and Butthole Surfers, especially when it ties to a song like Lucy off of the first EP. And we'll get into some of the heavy themes that make up this record as well. Any musician that spends uh, a majority of their time out on the road can tell you about the emotions that they deal with when they come back home. It's not something everybody experiences. It's, it's almost 
specific to being a touring musician. That's worked its way into this record a lot within the themes and lyrics, and we'll kind of dig into how that manifests itself into certain characters within the record. Take a song like on the new EP called uh, The Wolf and Nevermind. And if you end up on the uh, Wikipedia page for the band Simple Creatures, you're also going to see that there's a, a third EP on the way. Is that true? There's actually a funny story behind that. And Alex is going to throw down some confirmations while we're at it. We'll also get an update on the next all-time low album and lots more. This is a really fun one. The new EP is called Everything Opposite. It's Kyle Meredith with Simple Creatures. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, man. And I've had so much fun listening to the, uh, the two EPs from Simple Creatures. I know we just got uh, Everything Opposite that just came out. Uh, and it sounds great. It really does. This has been such a, a fun listen. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's been a really fun experience. I mean, making both EPs, but, uh, you know, generally just creating for this project has been really exciting, I think, for myself and for Mark, uh, just, you know, getting to try new things and experiment and not really being tied to any kind of rules or, a, you know, a pre-existing notion of what this band's meant to sound like. Yeah, and I mean, a clean slate must really be a relief, too. And I hope you don't mind, you know, I know the second EP is out now, but kind of jumping back to the beginning of the band, since it is still sort of new for all of us, just the basic obvious question, though, I mean, did you all need it to be different than the other bands? Did you, I mean, or want it to be different than the other bands? How important was that for you all? I mean, that was sort of the crux of the project. We we sort of very quickly started, or we very quickly decided that when we started writing music together we didn't really want to do anything that felt too indicative of our other project we kind of joked in fact about the how you know you see these artists come out with a quote-unquote side project and it sounds just like their original project but without the rest of the band members right, <laughs> and you're kind of left scratching your head like is that just because he hates hanging out with his band <laughs> or or whatever so um you know for for us it was like let's do something that sets itself apart and we can kind of define it ourselves and just allow it to live in its own space. You know, we, we didn't really want that comparison. And I think a big part of both of us being in bands for how long we've been in bands, I think when people see our names together, there was a certain expectation for what that was going to sound like and what that was going to present. And we sort of wanted to subvert all those expectations. Yeah, because it's not that. I think you've used the quote, uh, it's the, the whole project sort of like a middle finger sentiment to everything. <laughs> Somewhat, yeah. I mean, it's it's really just kind of like it all it all turning points we would take the hard left you know it was like any time we were presented with an option to do something that felt safe we would try to go the other direction and i think that really worked out in our advantage and writing with a band uh is one thing as you both have done for your careers but is it different for you when it's so close like uh you know uh, working one-on-one with someone like this within the band is it different it seems like it's coming at it from two very specific songwriters point of view it's pretty amazing for me because, um, you know, in, in my other band, I have sort of always done the the brunt of the writing. Um, you know, everyone contributes and everyone brings their part to the table. But, you know, I've sort of always shaped the ideas of the songs and, and the narrative for the lyrics and things like that. And, yeah, I mean, this has been a whole new approach for me, working with someone who also is so hands-on and direct with the writing. And it's really just the two of us and then our producer – so far, we've really only worked with two. This guy, Zach Servini, who did the bulk of the project, and then our friend Dylan, who did a few songs. Uh, so in both all cases, there were really three people that were very central to the creation of the music and lyrics and ideas and concepts and everything. And uh, everyone was extremely... You had three people at the wheel, so to speak. So we kind of had to... We had to learn to steer in unison, which was cool. Um, and it's like uh, everybody kind of 
it takes a little bit of time, but you learn everybody's strengths and every, like how to lean into each other's best abilities. And that was something that really struck me about Mark. Him and I clicked uh, very quickly in a creative sense. You know, he would come in with an idea and it would, I was kind of able to spin that and, and finish the parts that were missing based off of what he, he would bring to the table and vice versa uh, pretty easily. So it all felt really natural, which is great. Yeah, it seems like an interesting trick too, because when one of you does bring in the central idea and someone else you know, finishes it. Does that ever feel like a, comp- uh, a compromise to your vision in any way? Because there has to be some level of just giving it up. No, it's sort. Of, I would say it's sort of the opposite. And I, I think, um, you know, that's kind of the beauty of this project. Once again, is because it, it remained undefined, and, and because this was new and it had no sort of expectations, there was really like no right or wrong way to do anything. So those kinds of moments, like in a moment where I would have said, "Well, I've written this verse." And now I want to write the chorus to complete this story, this thing that's going on in my head. It was almost kind of nice to be able to hand it off in a way and have Mark then take over on the chorus. And sometimes he would write from a completely different perspective. And it would actually, I don't know how to explain this perfectly, but it was, it was kind of like it was interesting to see a song come together not knowing what certain parts were necessarily about because they didn't come directly from me. Right. You know what I mean? I would have to ask Mark. I was like, well, what did you mean by that? And then that he would tell me, and then that would sort of, even go on to explain something I'd written in a different part that he didn't fully understand yet. So the songs took on a whole new life in that it felt like you were kind of writing it and hearing it for the first time at the same time. I think that's even more impressive when you do dig into some of these lyrics because because you all are tackling some some what it seems like to me anyway some really heavy topics uh, throughout a lot of this and I I mean I think I read at some point that you know Mark had kind of come into this project after a post tour depression. Were you in a similar state? Because, like I said, it matches up so interesting the way you all do complement each other's thoughts and feelings in these moments. You know, at the time, I, I don't think I was. I was sort of in a, I was in a different place. My band had had some time off, and, and I was sort of settled into the year that we had decided to take off. And Mark had kind of just gotten off the road after a wildly successful round of touring. And so I think... The major thing was that like when he sort of explained all that to me, I could instantly relate. I've been there, you know, many times before, uh, sort of where you sink into those dark places in between what you come to call your entire life, uh, which a lot of the time is life on the road for us. So it's like and it's it's a it's an interesting battle because it's like, you know, Mark and I both have families and, and uh, you know, all these wonderful things outside of tour. And so you you almost find yourself like, A, struggling with the way you feel that you're not on tour and not, you know, living this life that you've gotten so used to. And then also, like, you you begin to struggle with the sort of, like, you know, I have all this great stuff around me. Why am I, like, why am I even feeling this in the first place? It, it should just be an automatic flip of the switch and we're into this mode now. But that's sometimes not how it goes. And I will say that what's amazing about kind of the, the beginnings of this project was we both kind of got to navigate that together, him from sort of being in it and me from just relating to it and having never really written about that subject before. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just, it was like fresh ground. Not, n- neither of us had ever really gone there in, in a big way. And I think that had a really cool, you know, sort of there was a chemistry there already. And that's not something that most um, listeners, fans would, would ever consider when they think of their, you know, their favorite artists, that duality uh, of touring musician and home life, because, because that's, that's not a thing that a lot of people could ever probably relate to. I, I know what you're coming from. You know, I, I've been in those situations on a much smaller scale, but, uh, but that's not, it, it seems like that's a difficult feeling to try to convey to someone that very specific thing. Sure. Well, I think, I think at the end of the day, and, and it, goes, it goes on to sort of explain how we 
came up with some of the subject matter for other songs. Cause obviously we didn't just want to write about the same thing for, you know, 12 songs or whatever. But I will say that like one of the things that then became very apparent was that we were sort of writing about like this duality and like the nature of, of like, I wouldn't say a double life, but like the nature of like a two-sided existence and like the times that we feel good versus the times that we don't and how we transition through those times and how we, the things we do to deal and uh, essentially kind of, you know, looking, sitting across the table from your demons and, and having a conversation with them was, was I think an overarching theme through a lot of the music and, and also how that relates to people that we know, people that we've lived with, people that we toured with. So we kind of, we got to take that subject and, pick it apart, analyze it, and apply it to a lot of different things. And how that manifests itself into characters. I mean, I, I don't know if you can speak about The Wolf. I think that's my favorite maybe song on, on the new EP. It, but like that, is that what it is? Like, um, you know, you're talking about those demons and kind of finding itself in something like what I, you know, what we generally think of with a character like The Wolf. Yeah, well, there's there's a lot of imagery, uh, actually, between that song and, and another song on that EP, Nevermind, where we sort of talk about feeling like the one who cried wolf or are you the wolf and sort of flipping that on its head uh, and exploring that and, and not being sure as to whether you are the victim or the monster, I guess. You know, and it, and it's, I think that was an interesting, it was interesting ground to explore because it's like, you know, sometimes our darkest moments actually make us into people that we're not, you, you know, you realize you start acting a different way or, or, you know, as simple as just being like grumpy on a certain day or things like that. And it was kind of uh it was kind of just a fun, cool way to build a character out of those emotions and, um, you know, just make it feel like we were telling a, a spooky story because there's a, there's something a little spooky about simple creatures so we, we wanted to lean into that we I, wanted to lean into that I, I do love that we're saying that on on today of all, all days with it being halloween that uh, that works out i know <laughs> it it totally dawned on me as i was saying and i was like ah, halloween. well that's you know even when i listen to it like you know uh genres be damned and everything but this is what i would consider basically uh in, in parts of the records anyway uh what goth might be in 2019 i mean you guys are definitely going down that pathway I love that so much. Uh, yeah, thank you. I mean, our our influences kind of were all over the place, but, you know, we, we took a lot of the sensibilities of what we love about The Cure, not necessarily sonically, but just kind of crafting these songs that can at times sound happy and poppy and, and lighthearted, but, you know, sometimes the subject matter is, is not congruent with that. And so that was something we leaned into a bit. We, we took a lot of influence from acts that I think people wouldn't necessarily expect us to look at. You know, there was... we referencing nine inch nails and bones and you know just artists that we hadn't really tapped before for inspiration and and yeah the exploring those sounds and, and those themes were it just felt right you know i think one of the biggest things was going back to how we were talking about the very beginning of this project when we started writing the first few songs that we wrote were all over the place they ran the spectrum from a song that sounded exactly like a watered down version of our two bands a song that sounded like fully industrial and like, I don't even know that there was a key to the song. It was like too weird. And we kind of found like the happy place in the middle where it was like, okay, we have some of the sensibilities from what we do, but it's all mashed together with these like weird outside uh, influences. And I think that's where, you know, the project locked in. And, and I believe right around that time was also when we named the project Simple Creatures. Until then, I think it was kind of a, a revolving door of like potential names. Side note here, uh, The Cure. I mean, it's, they're about to release, what, the first record in over a decade. You, 
Uh, you yeah. got you got any expectations for that one? Because I am, you know, pins and needles over here for it. I know. I really, especially with bands like that, I really try to go into it with no expectations and just a very open mind. Um, I think and any kind of, I hate to use this term, but like any legacy band, any band that's been around for that long and has that much work out there that, that has evolved and changed and, and um, transformed and also has a catalog where I dive in and out. Like, I, you know, there's early stuff I love and then there's stuff I don't love so much and then there's new stuff I love and then there's new stuff I don't love so much. And it's like, I think you have to go into the new records with just a completely open mind. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to hear it. I, anything that, you know, has the cure attached to it, I'm like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's give it a shot. It's definitely uh, it's definitely taken long enough, which which happens. I mean, when you're a musician and you've been around long enough, I, I, I don't know if the albums become less important, but it seems like it, it's not such the priority that you have to get new music out all the time. So, kind of seeing what someone can do at this point. Yeah, sure. I mean, absolutely. It's uh, it's the longer you do it, I think the harder it is to to kind of. Um find like the true inspiration i guess I, I think plenty of artists probably get to a point where they're like am i just making music because that's what you do or am i making music that's like truly inspired and i and i i'm sure i can't imagine maybe i'm reaching here but i'm sure that the cure has probably been through that right, <laughs> a right. few times so it, it definitely makes sense to me uh, i, I want to bring up one song from the uh, from the first ep from strange love because uh lucy i'm gonna tell you it's it's probably my favorite of of, of everything right now so far and yes. that opening riff that reminds me a little bit of uh, Block Rock and Beats from the Chemical Brothers, a little bit of Butthole Surfer's Pepper. I, I just kind of wanted to get the story behind that song because, because again, I'm such a huge fan of it. Oh, thank you. Love it. Uh, you've actually you've named my two favorite songs from both of you. So we are on, <laughs> wow. we're on the same wavelength wow. here. Yeah. Yeah, Lucy is a fun one. I mean, it was... At the time, it felt like one of the weirder songs we had written. Uh, and, it, you know, the, the artists you reference are, are right in there as far as like, you know, kind of the pocket we were channeling, I guess. But, you know, it was just a, it was a cool write. Like Mark came in with that riff. And, and I remember uh, Zach, the producer, had this uh, the bass hooked up to a pedal that was going directly into the DI. And, and uh, Mark was sitting there with the bass and he was just kind of noodling around. And we were having a conversation uh, about some absolute nonsense and he or i had a voice note running to just capture any magic that might have happened and um i think mark actually has the voice note may have posted it at some point but like he started playing some iteration of that opening riff with and through this pedal it just sounded signature like that moment that if you were standing in the crowd at a concert you heard that start you're like oh yeah let's go like this is (laughs) this is that song i love so the, the the rest was kind of history i was like wait what was that put that in and we we started with that loop and built it up a little bit and mark and i both just kind of started writing lyrics that sounded like a a heist of some sort like both of we because we have a tendency to just kind of sit there and scribble ideas down separately and not really compare notes for a minute and then we'll compare notes and kind of a line will jump out or a lyric will jump out and we'll point it like that as being okay that should be the central theme of this song and it was funny because mark had all these lyrics kind of going that sounded like a thing about a heist and then in the moment, I just started humming. I think we were talking about Zach's girlfriend, whose name is Lucy. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I started singing essentially her name like a, like a, court, like a jingle. Uh, and that became the chorus. So uh, it, it sort of then suddenly transformed in, into this story about a uh, Lucy robbing a bank and trying to get away with it and getting caught at the end. <laughs> it's, it's a pure coincidence that uh, two of my favorite songs of the year both have the same title. There's a, there's a Soccer Mommy song that's out right now called Lucy that it's, again, it's 
like a drug every time I hear it. It's uh, something in the air it. anyway with that a, name. We got to do a mashup <laughs> of, the, of both songs. I would love to hear how that how that works out. Please, please do explore that a little bit. <laughs> Um, Absolutely. I, I think you're all already talking about a 30p, right? To just touch it is that is that what we're going for here? <laughs> I I don't know where that title came from. I don't either. Uh, there's someone that has administrative access to our Wikipedia page that we cannot track down at the moment, but they they continue to add little nuggets of wisdom oh, to our okay. Wikipedia page. And I think, well, the beauty of it though is, I think that we're gonna just do it. Like whatever they <laughs> add that we haven't officially confirmed, we're just gonna follow whatever they keep adding to it. Um, so yeah, according to the anonymous Wikipedia submission, <laughs> we have an EP coming. It's called Just Touch It, but uh, that could all obviously change because it's completely not real. <laughs> yeah, I, I try not to do my research uh, from Wikipedia, you know, glancing over there, but seeing that and not finding it anywhere else, it was one of those moments like. That doesn't feel right. Oh, 100%. 100%, But I I would like to officially confirm it here and now. Beautiful. Um, Yeah, uh, I think we we are definitely planning on putting out new music. Um, There is talk of a full length or another EP or something. We'll we'll figure out what the format is. But, um, you know, and that's, again, that's kind of the beauty of, like, A, this project, and B, this day and age where it's, like, none of it really matters. Like, you can do a full length. You can do a single. You can do whatever you want. So, as long as it feels right, we're we're going to do it. But yeah, there will be more music yeah. in the future. And, and I love you know in, in some of the other interviews how you've been talking about you know Simple Creatures is still a band that's finding its sound and and the way it progresses. Like it's really interesting to hear you know those differences how they kind of creep so far from just EP to EP. Oh yeah, I mean this is this is very much a band that is in its infancy stages and. I think that's at the end of the day why we wanted to put it out in increments. You know, we had enough material probably to do a full-length album, but it didn't feel like it belonged necessarily to one record, you know? Um, And I know that's not how people are consuming music these days, but I'm still a sucker for, like, the long play and Uh listening to, you know, track one through 12 or whatever it is. And, like, it just, it felt like putting it out with that kind of progression in mind was the right way to debut what we were trying to do because yeah it's gonna it's gonna continue to evolve and i think if you listen to both eps um regardless of when each song was written it does sound like there's a transformation happening even as you go so um it'll be cool to see where the next you know batch of music winds up might be country i don't know (laughs) i'm in for that well as well and it's also um I know there's a lot of moving parts. Mark is obviously back on the, the Blink train right now with, with their new record. Does this become your focus, or are you also working on uh, All Time Low? Uh, I am. We have been, we've been working kind of all year uh, on and off, uh, uh, figuring out what the next record's going to be and what it sounds like. And there's absolutely plans to, to fire you know, the ATL wagon back up pretty soon, I think. So we'll, we'll see. It's exciting. Uh, it, it's got to be exciting uh, in, in the middle of what's become, I don't know, a hurricane or something to have, you know, these two things kind of happening at the same time like this. And, uh, well, I guess three things when you talk about Blink as well. But uh, uh, <laughs> really cool to see how you all pull it off. It's a really it's a really interesting juggling act. We've, we've had a few moments where, like, we've texted or, or called each other and we're like, damn, this is harder than I thought. But at the same time, it's so rewarding to kind of have both. Like, this on one hand, I think, and I don't want to speak for Mark, but I'm sure it's similar. It's like, on one hand, you kind of have your, the thing that you've had forever, like your steady, stable, I guess, cruise ship that's just that's just chugging along. And then you kind of have this other little nimble, like, speedboat thing that you can, like, 
take off and race around in when you, when you need that, you know, and it's, it's kind of, it's very freeing and very fun. And uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to, to build something new because uh, for both of us, I think I, it just, for me, it's the first sort of new band I've ever been in. So it's, it's, and that's 15 years into a career. So it's, yeah. it feels great. And, and, and again, I don't expect you to speak for Mark here, but when now, now when I hear the new Blink record, I think, it, there's got to be some obvious rubbing off of what you guys were doing here. Uh, it, it seems like that did make it sort of into his world over there a little bit too. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, musically, I think they were doing exactly what they wanted and needed to be doing. I, I think all three of them were uh, itching to, to try some different things and, and just continue to evolve, you know, the blink sound. At least that's what I've taken away from, from what they've told me. But I, I think one of the things that definitely rubbed off and it, and it rubbed off on me as well and uh, how I approached all time low uh, this year writing as well was was sort of just being a little more fluid and dynamic and you know not having to necessarily get in a room with just guitars and live drums and bass but like writing with whatever you had in front of you and and kind of focusing on just the song being really cool and then building it out to, to sort of take the shape of of you know the band that it belongs to so I, that was a very fun learning experience and i think we we kind of came to terms with that through simple creatures yeah the importance of uh of the side projects it used to be you know, well, 70s and 80s, you weren't allowed to have side projects because that was cheating on the band or whatever. And it's it seemed like that's become some of the most important things that artists can do is to, you know, have that open marriage or whatever to, to kind of explore like that. Totally. I just think, I think, you know, having a, a, a sort of a fresh perspective and a fresh take can really help. And and I I know for me, it's it's kind of also helped refocus me on on what all time low can do and and is you know i think that was another great takeaway from this whole thing but in this day and age it's just fun to create stuff that doesn't necessarily follow the rules and i think that's a big recurring theme with simple creatures well i i love it i mean obviously i've thrown you the compliments and i'll throw them again uh the two eps i've heard yeah, so far so the, much yeah and the mysterious 30 p that may or may not arrive uh i cannot wait to hear what that sounds like <laughs> as well <laughs> and uh and alex thanks so much i'm uh, looking forward to what you guys do next and uh, definitely looking forward to uh the new sounds from all time low as well thank you so much for taking the time today to talk thank you i really appreciate it big thanks to alex and uh and and indirectly to mark hoppus as well the new Simple Creatures record uh, is called Everything Opposite, and the first EP as well, Strange Love, out earlier this year. They are both available now. And look out, just touch it, right around the corner. And a big thanks to you as well for checking out the episode today. Hopefully you stick with the entire series, new interviews every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So hopefully you uh, subscribe along, grab your listening device, head to wherever you get your podcast from, pretty much where you're listening from right now. There is a subscribe button that uh, does include places also like iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, Podchaser, Acast, but also uh, Spotify and uh, and YouTube as well. If you uh, happen to be over there a little bit more, you can subscribe there as well. Then head to Consequence of Sound for your music and film news. You can find me every Monday through Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern on WFPK. It's an hour full of song premieres, music news, anniversary spins, and bonus interviews. That's WFPK.org. You can also find me at Twitter at Kyle Meredith and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. And that does it for another edition. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.